Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. This week, we're going to reveal some of the practical job search tips and strategies you need to land a great first job. Joining us is Leslie Mittler, who is the co-host of the Finding a Job podcast and a career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie's company is a service that helps college students bridge the gap between their education and their first job. And this week, we're going to be talking about the daunting task of creating your first resume. And today, Leslie and I are going to start off by talking about where to start when you're drafting your first resume. Okay, here's my conversation with Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie, welcome to Resume Week on the Finding a Job podcast. Oh, thank you. One of my favorite topics. I'm excited to talk about building resumes, and I feel like this is some of the most actionable stuff for people that are going out there and looking for their first job is talking about how do you tell your story? And the resume is really just that. It's the piece of paper you're going to hand somebody that tells them your story and why they should hire you. So let's start off from the beginning. From your perspective, what is the point of a resume? Well, the point of a resume is to tell your story and to lay it out in a very logical way so that when somebody is meeting you and using your resume or interviewing you, They have a a clear understanding of what you've done, what you've accomplished, and they're not spending time trying to ask you to explain things on your resume that aren't clear to them. You have to remember that the average recruiter spends six to 10 seconds looking at a resume. And in order for it to get to that recruiter, it has to first pass through an applicant tracking system. So the resume is far more significant than a lot of people think because in order to get to humanize, it has to qualify to get past a system of robots, which is looking for certain keywords and certain information in order to say, yes, let's pass it on to somebody to see if we want to see this person. I think there's an important thing to point out here is that even though the average recruiter spends six to 10 seconds looking at your resume, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't spend a tremendous amount of time making it perfect. When somebody is making a flash judgment on something that is as important of a resume, the ones that stick out are the ones where people have spent a fair amount of time crafting and making sure that when someone skims through, everything looks precise. And so I just want to articulate the point, again, that a resume, while it only gets looked at for a few seconds, is something that should take a fair amount of time and takes a fair amount of work. And we're going to talk about some of the ways for you to get started in building your resume today. So Leslie, tell me about the way that you think about advising students who are creating their first resume. How do they figure out what to put on the page and and how to organize it? Well, 
I think that most career services offices will have templates that the students can access at school. And I think that those are usually a good place to start and certainly a much better place to start than asking your roommate or your friend to show them your resume or your brother or sister or whatever, because those templates are usually thoughtful in terms of how to organize your resume and will give you a framework of information that should be included. So I think that you don't have to come up with the underlying design of your resume on your own, right? This is not an art project. You can copy some of the work that's been done before by using a template. I do think that it's important to think about what type of job you're looking for, and not all templates are created equal. Leslie, how do you think about finding a template that is right for the job function that you're applying for? What's the difference if you're looking for a creative job or a technical job? Okay, well, the difference is, first of all, in the kind of skills that you're going to be including on your resume. And the other difference is, for example, if you're looking for an investment banking job, they don't want to see a lot of information. They want brevity. They want short bullet points. They want it tight. They want it succinct. If you're looking for something that's more creative, that's more focused on communication and writing skills, they're going to want to see how you organize and communicate and present your experiences. So you have to think about you know, who the audience is. I think the other point is, at the end of the day, you're crafting your story. And so whether you're looking for an engineering role, an investment banking role, or a creative role, there are different ways that you're telling your story, and you need to match that story to the right audience. How do you think about what makes a good resume for a specific type of job? Well, first of all, no matter what the job, your, your bullet points should start with action verbs. And you should not use first person, you know, that's sort of across the board. But what I think it is important to do is look at job descriptions of the jobs or internships that you're going to be applying to, look at the qualifications for that job, look at what they emphasize, look at what the job entails, and make sure that your resume addresses the fact that you have many of those skills. In addition, they're also going to be looking for soft skills. So soft skills are going to be communication, creativity, problem solving, critical thinking, leadership, those sorts of things. So you want to make sure that your resume shows both your technical capabilities, your experiences, and also highlights your soft skills, which will show them that you're a good fit for their culture and for their community. So Leslie, last question for you today. As early careerists are thinking about writing their first resume, give me some resources that they can go to to figure out where to start. Well, if you're a lower classman at school, maybe you want to look at people's resumes who are upperclassmen that have successfully gotten internships that you might be interested in or jobs. Another thing that you can do, since a lot of people will use LinkedIn as sort of a mirror of what their resume is, you might be able to go on LinkedIn and see how people describe their experiences in specific fields that you're interested in and the kinds of jobs that you're interested in, get a sense for the vocabulary, and just see how LinkedIn is organized, because that may also be a good tool for helping you to organize your skills and experiences. Okay, I think that's great advice for those of you who are starting to think about writing your first resume. It's a complex topic, and it's something that you're going to do throughout your career. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to break it down step by step. We're talking about where to start for creating your first resume, some of the places that you can go to find templates and to craft the overall format. We're going to spend a little time each day this week talking about how to put your thoughts together in terms of figuring out what you're communicating 
What are some of the do's when you're writing your resume? What are some of the don'ts? And then some of the ways that you can articulate what you've done and why you're hireable, even if you don't have a ton of work experience. So that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Leslie Mittler, co-founder and career coach at Early Stage Careers for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet at Early Stage Careers. That's the word early, S-T-G, careers. Or you could visit her company's website, which is earlystagecareers.com. Just one link I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to fajpod.com, which stands for findingajobpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created fajpod.com slash question where you can send us your topic suggestions or your job search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. You can always reach out to us on social media. Our handle is FAJPod on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day for the rest of the week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to keep networking and stay positive.